I'm not your mother. (laughs) You know this, but do you really? On today's podcast, I'm calling out something I've witnessed too much in the coaching industry. And the weirdest part is I don't see anyone else talking about this. So I'm going to also call myself out in this because I've succumbed to this in the past for sure, both as a coach and a coachee. And the thing that makes this conversation relevant to all of us, whether or not you're working with a coach right now, is that this is likely impacting you even if you're simply engaging with somebody's content. So we're going there today. I'm shining a light on this disempowering dynamic and ultimately handing you back your power. Well, actually, no, that might be a mothering gesture. So I'm going to suggest that you pick your power back up from wherever you left it or from whomever you'd given it to. (laughs) I'm reminding you that your power is yours. Let's just get to the episode. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast. I'm your host, Cory Javid, money mindset expert, success coach, mother, tea drinker, energy obsessed, manifester, afternoon bath lover, and thought leader in financial empowerment for mums. I know that we get to be successful because we are mothers, not in spite of it. And so around here, we do things differently. I've torn up the business rulebook and created a new paradigm for us, one in which we create results using energy instead of effort. I'm on a mission to help you ditch the old way of creating success. You know the one where you work hard, hustle, and sacrifice, ew, (laughs) and instead teach you how to increase your impact and income without increasing your hours and how to manifest your dreams. So if you're a mother who's ready to learn how to elevate your energy to start making bank and start living your limitless life, this is your podcast, my love, and I'm your new biz bestie. Join me as we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. It's me, Cory Javid from CoryJavid.com, money mindset expert and success coach to mothers who are ready for more. One example being 10K plus months in 15 hours a week. How does that sound? Uh, how are you doing, my loves? I'm getting spicy with the title today. Are you intrigued? <laughs> Not so. And I really want to get into this because I think this is an important conversation that isn't being had in the online coaching industry and it needs to be. It really is long overdue. So we're getting into it here. Let me give you a quick live update. I'm recording this as we are just packing up and getting ready to take the van over to Ireland for just about 10 days. Very much looking forward to that. Going to potentially stay in the van some of the time, maybe some Airbnbs. We're just going to wing it because we like being free and easy like that. Really looking forward to some hikes and some pub meals and some cozy time in the van together, all of the things. And the other exciting news is, like I think I mentioned in the last episode, our house is on the market. That's going really well. And yeah. Ah, exciting. Everything is rolling forward towards next level dream life. Yay. So let's get into this today. What am I even talking about? I'm not your mother. You're like, I know this. (laughs) The end. No, it's a really, I do think it's an important conversation for us to have about particularly the coaching industry. So Maybe you're sitting there and you're like, but I'm I'm not a coach. I'm not in the coaching industry. I really would encourage you to still listen because if you have an online business of some description, which I'm guessing you do or you want to, and that's why you're here and listening to this, 
then at some point in all likelihood, you're going to need some coaching, my love. I I just am of the opinion. I don't even think it's an opinion. To me, it just seems like a fact <laughs> from where I'm sitting. That in order to have a successful and sustainable business, it's that bit really that interests me the most. It's not just the money increasing year on year. It's how sustainable does it feel? How supportive does it feel to me and to my life and to the things that I want to be doing? And, you know, similarly for my clients who I help inside of the Elevated Abundance Mastermind and my Elevate Elite Mastermind, same for them too, right? We're all here building our income and impact, but while maintaining balance while maintaining the time freedom that we desire while maintaining a sustainable business. So if you want to build that, I just do not believe that it's going to be entirely possible. I mean, you can, but it's going to feel miserable and unlikely unsustainable. This is the thing. If you try to do it entirely on entirely, (laughs) entirely on your own, you just will need support at some point. I believe that everybody should have support with their mindset. Of course, I believe that. I support people with mindset, so it would be weird if I didn't believe that. But I do believe it because it's what I've had and it's the thing that I know has been most instrumental in, in my success and being here five years into this game, still loving life, still absolutely adoring and obsessed with my business and like I said, making more ear and ear and not working more. So I just think that coaching is required. So whether or not you have a coach right now or whether you have worked with them in the past or you've even just following some coaches online, maybe for you... You will just, you know, do some sort of course or follow somebody's online things or maybe for you it will just be listening to this podcast. I think that we just have to anticipate that we're going to be engaging with coaches in the online space as business owners because it's an important part of success creation. But (laughs) there exists some practices, some behaviors in the coaching space that I don't like, (laughs) that I feel are misaligned, and that I feel don't ultimately serve the coaches in question and and the people being coached. And so one of the reasons why I want to have this conversation is whether or not you are iron up, that sounds weird, <laughs> looking at or getting ready to invest in your next coach or maybe you have a coach and, you know, whenever you're making this kind of a decision, it's really important to go into it being really fully aware, not just does this person have the experience to help me. Um, I would always suggest, I mean, just while we're on that topic, going a stage higher and is this person embodying the thing that they're going to coach and teach me on that I think that's a really important distinction particularly in in coaching and mentoring but actually further than that and into you know how have they created their results have they done so in a way that feels aligned to me I don't mean like is their strategy a strategy that I would like it's more you know what does their value system largely speaking look like and is it similar to mine and How have they gone about creation, their success creation? These are some of the things that we should be looking at. But in addition, what kind of dynamic am I buying into here? And that's really what I want to get into in today's conversation. Even if you are just following a coach online and consuming their free content, you're in a relationship dynamic with them. You're in a relationship dynamic with me. Love you. (laughs) But not in a mothering way. (laughs) Um, We're going to get into that. So this is the thing that we need to be aware of, that 
just by even consuming somebody's content, watching their YouTube channel, listening to their podcast, reading their blog, following their Instagram stories, if it is somebody whose content you regularly engage with, you have, a, there is a level of relationship dynamic there, even if they don't know you from Adam, <laughs> you know, even if you've never actually spoken to them. There is a relationship dynamic there and we need to be mindful of these dynamics and make sure that they are serving us and not actually accidentally putting us in positions that don't help us to thrive. And that's really what I want to get into today. So normally with a podcast episode, I have a few bullet points of, you know, I like to make these like trainings and juicy in this way. But today is more of like an uncovering and unveiling a conversation about this so that we can all be more aware with our engagement with coaches and that includes me I want you to be aware of how you engage with me and my content if you intend to hang around right Um, and if you want to work with me one day I want you to be really aware of my style and the kind of dynamic that you could anticipate in terms of working with me I think it's so important and I just don't see anybody having this conversation so that's why we're here today so I just want to call out a couple of things that I see in the coaching industry that I think are really unhealthy. One is the whole kind of guru mentality. I'm not your guru. Nobody should be your guru. You should be your guru, right? I really dislike that whole vibe. I think it's creates this idea that you don't know, that you don't know best for yourself and somebody else knows better. Now, that's not to say that somebody doesn't have expertise and experience in an area, of course, but it really undermines your trust in your own inner guidance and your own inner compass. And so like, let's just (laughs) mark guruism down in the negative column, shall we? Because of that reason. And the other thing that I've seen lately, it's been a kind of more recent trend or phenomenon online is coaches claiming to have the trying to think of some of the language that gets used like the codes to I don't know whatever it is that you want and I think we need to be careful of using terms like that because again it speaks to I've got this thing that you don't have access to within yourself if that were me and it's not really a word or phrase that I use but I would rather talk in terms of let me help you unlock your codes (laughs) like you know I think just being aware of you know, who you're following, who you're engaged with, who you're employing, not employing because they're not an employee, but you know, who you're investing in. And just being aware of some of this language that can be a marker or a bit of a red flag around actually what is going to be the dynamic here. But the specific dynamic that has never yet, that, uh, that I've seen being called out in this online space, and I was having a conversation with my friend Susie, who is also a coach, and we were like, oh my goodness, this is what it is. We kind of touched on this in our conversation, and it just felt like so obvious, like once we'd seen it, we couldn't unsee it, and we were like, how is nobody else having this conversation? And so here I am <laughs> bringing it to you. So I've heard people calling out the guruism and this whole kind of codes thing, but I have never yet seen anybody speaking to this idea of the mother dynamic in the coaching space. So let's get into it because I'm not your mama, right? I'm not your mother. I don't want to be, you don't want me to be, really. You might think you want me to be and well, you wouldn't logically and consciously think you want me to be, but you might in some level, but really ultimately for your your greater good, you don't. (laughs) 
not that I'm a bad mum. It's just, it's not the point. It's not my role in your life. It's not the dynamic that we should have. Now, it might sound obvious. You might be like, well, yeah, I know you're not my mum. I don't feel like you are, or I wouldn't anticipate our relationship dynamic would go like that. But wait, just hang in there because I'm going to talk through some of the markers of this unhealthy coach and coachy or even, you know, influencer audience or not that I'm counting myself in that bracket. I don't feel like an influencer, but whatever. But, you know, it doesn't matter which kind of labels you're putting on them. I see this dynamic exist far too much in this space. And so this is why I really just want to shine a light on it today. Because if you've succumbed to it, and I totally have before, and I can see that now reflecting and looking back. So I'm holding my hands up and saying, yeah, I've succumbed to this relationship dynamic for sure. And it didn't serve me. So if you listen today and it resonates, then excellent. Because now you can be more aware and more intentional about the dynamics that you are stepping into. Like I said, even if it's not actually investing in somebody, but being part of, you know, directly with coaching with them, it could be being part of a course that they did. It could be just engaging in their online free community or whatever. The dynamic still exists and still is there. So that's why we're here. That's why we're shining a light on this. So let's talk a little bit about what this mother coach, mother mentor dynamic looks like. Handholding is a classic one. And I've even used the phrase, let me hold your hand and, or let me take you by the hand and before in in my marketing. So I'm just (laughs) calling myself out. A while ago, I, I made an instinctive shift and maybe you noticed. In some of the ways that I address things, I've tended to sugarcoat things less (laughs) message-wise on Instagram and on the podcast. And that was actually before having, you know, uncovered this dynamic with my friend and really understood it more deeply. But I just had this instinctual shift because I could just sense a dynamic at play that wasn't serving my people, my audience, my community, and then clients coming in to work with me in the highest way that it could. And so it was something that I was like, I need to refine this and I need to show up slightly differently because that's going to be more empowering to anybody who's engaging with me. So hand-holding is a classic one. So whether or not somebody is speaking about taking you by the hand is kind of by the by. It's more, are you looking for hand-holding? Are you expecting hand-holding? Hand-holding is a very motherly gesture. We hold our children's hands as we cross the road, don't we? And that's a beautiful thing for them. But I don't think you need hand-holding, even if you are very early days in your business, even if you really could do with a confidence boost and you feel like you don't know what you're doing right now. I don't think holding your hand is the thing that serves you the most because it creates a dependency. It just must in its very nature, in the way that a child is dependent on the mother looking both ways and crossing the road. This is a very (laughs) topical conversation uh, between my daughter and I right now because I'm trying to (laughs) help her increase her street smarts. And if I'm there, she's just very much reliant on me because she knows that mummy's got this. Isn't that interesting? So, you know, if you have worked with a coach before, just something here to reflect on is, have you been either accidentally or subconsciously 
requiring handholding? Have you been looking for it, wanting it, feeling a bit better with it? And it does feel good. Let's be honest, being mothered feels good. (laughs) Being taken care of feels good, even if we're not labeling it that way in that moment. But is it creating a feeling of dependency, a feeling that you can't rely and depend on yourself? So that's just something I would really reflect on. And so my stance as a coach, in case it's interesting to know, is I'm not going to mother you. I'm not going to hold your hand through your journey to success. I will absolutely hold space for you. That is one of my greatest gifts. And the thing that I love to do is to create phenomenal, potent, activating spaces that you feel able to show up in, be held by a group in. And that's different from holding your hand. That is being witnessed where you are being seen and valued where you are. I absolutely will hold space for you, but I'm not going to hold your hand. (laughs) I'm not going to because it's not going to serve you. I might want to, you might want me to, but it won't serve you, right? And I would rather view it this way, that I will walk next to you. I will walk next to you. I will point out, just to stick with the analogy with my my daughter, I will point out there's that car, (laughs) you know? So I'm there to help guide as you build up your own sense of trust in yourself. And trust, just while we're on that topic, is such a big thing for us as women. And I don't know if this impacts men in the same way. I can't speak to it because I don't work with men in this way. But I just know that so much of how our society and culture is structured, we are taught not to trust ourselves. We should trust the teacher to know whether or not we're good enough at the thing. We should trust the doctor to determine whether or not something's up. And okay, I'm I'm not... knocking modern medicine don't misunderstand me but we've all been there when we've had an instinct about ourselves or our child or something we've had a doctor poo-poo us and send us away and we get a second opinion and lo and behold we were right right and that you know just undermining our trust with ourselves is something that comes up again and again in my coaching with my clients in fact last night I was on a call and trust was a big theme And in particular, one of my clients was needing support to learn how to trust herself to be okay with finishing her work for the day and her making the decision that was enough. So just as an example. So I'm not going to tell her that's enough. She's got to learn for herself because it's the most empowering thing. And I think this is part of the problem actually and one of the reasons why the guruism the whole thing with the codes and and mothering dynamics show up in this online space because if you think about it if we are creating dependency then the person who is dependent is more likely to continue buying or at least that is the maybe even subconscious belief in a lack mindset. For me, I don't want you to invest in me because it's the only way. No, ew. (laughs) I don't want you to invest in me because you're going to be reliant on me and like need me so desperately that you can't function without me. That's not healthy for you, all right? (laughs) I don't want you to invest in me because you feel like you must. I want you to invest if it's a good fit for both of us. I want you to invest because it feels amazing to be um, supported in your own empowerment, right? That's a very different thing. And when my clients re-sign with me, and I have really high re-sign rates, right? I've talked about this before on the podcast. I have some clients who have been with me for years now. And I love that. And that's beautiful. And I honor that 
relationship so, so much and I treasure it so, so much, they are not renewing because they can't function without me. They are renewing because they just prefer doing life and business with me. They love it. It's not that it's like desperately needed. They just love it and choose it. Do you see how that's really, really different? I would much rather people, and well, I insist, (laughs) people invest from that place of abundance rather than from a place of fear. And this is one of the things that is actually borderline, well, actually is toxic about this kind of mothering dynamic is that it creates a dependency, but actually can end up as a codependent situation between coach and coachee. And that's just all kinds of wrong. And it's just it's not healthy on either side, right? So I understand why there's a lot of this at play out there because there can be this idea that, well, this is how people continue to buy then. Let them believe that they don't know. Let them believe that they don't have the answers. I would much rather you came, worked with me, felt so empowered, felt so in trust with yourself that you're like, I've got this and then you fly off onto the next thing. Yes, yes. (laughs) Or if you work with me and you renew, I want it to be because you just choose to, because it just feels better and more fun having me in your corner and having your peer group around you, not because you cannot exist without it. So this is what I see at play, and this is what I just really want to speak to. And so just be wary of that. Just start to bring that level of consciousness and awareness to people's content, to how people are talking about the things that they have. Now, I'm not saying that people don't have answers to questions, and I'm not saying that people don't have expertise, but it's the general message that you get from somebody. Are they telling you that you have your own power, that you have the ultimate answers and intuition and guidance inside of you? Or are they saying, you need to buy my seven-step program, otherwise you'll never make it? (laughs) You know, it's a very different thing. And so the mothering looks like hand-holding. It looks like codependency sometimes. So feeling like, you know, the the coach needs the coachee's results as a form of validation and micromanages and gets too involved and overly invested in the coachy and is basically dragging them sometimes towards success and then the coachy reverts into this childlike dynamic aspect of the dynamic and feels like you know mommy needs to help me I don't know what I'm doing on my own and then sometimes we also then see in those kind of dynamics a little bit of a sort of toddler behavior in terms of like, it's not fair, where's my things, you know, um, you haven't done this or that. It's just, it can just go so many shades of wrong, right? So another example would be how, you know, if you have been in any kind of coaching dynamic yourself, reflecting on how much responsibility you are required to take within that. So even just down to some tangible. So I'll give you an example of a shift that I made years ago because it felt like I was mothering people. Now, again, I didn't have the semantics to label that, but when I used to be doing more one-to-one coaching, I would write down at the end of a one-to-one session with a client. We had a shared area online in an app online, and I would write in there their to-do list, their to-do items based on what we talked about on that call. And 
there was a couple of times where I'll just be honest, like I got off the call and then just <laughs> didn't remember to put the thing in there. And I was like, oh God, I forgot to do that. And then I put it in late and I had to apologize and all the things. And at some point I was like, why am I doing this? This is a very motherly thing. This is me organizing you. And that's not serving you. It might feel helpful. It might be nice for somebody else to take care of us in that way because God knows we're <laughs> the ones doing a lot of the life admin and a lot of remembering things things for other people a lot of the time. So I get it if it feels nice for somebody to do that to you, but it really isn't helpful in terms of our dynamic because it doesn't allow you to be fully in your sense of self-responsibility, to be fully in your power and to be self-led. And that phrase self-led is something that, you know, that quality being able to show up with that energetic quality is really tricky if you are in a mother-child dynamic. And even outside of an actual, you know, paid for coaching relationship, even in content, if you feel like you have to keep going to a particular, I don't know, Instagrammer's page to find out the way to do things, it's just really unhelpful because you're looking to that person to mother you essentially and to be like okay here's what you do next so with the yeah with the to-do list I realized that I was mothering with good intentions just trying to you know provide a good service always but I I ultimately realized that even though that might be convenient I'm not giving my clients the opportunity to be fully self-led and being fully self-led is a I think it's necessary if you're going to not just create success, but create success in an ongoing and sustainable way. We just have to be self-led. And again, like I said, it kind of goes against a lot of how we've been, you know, trained by our culture and by our society, because a lot of the time, you know, in the education setting, we're not self-led. We're being told this is the lesson today. Here's the exercises. In the corporate space, they say they want somebody who's self-led. Do they though? <laughs> and are you being micromanaged? And is somebody checking on you? Are you allowed to just show up when you see fit? Do what hours you see fit as long as the job gets done, they're happy. It just doesn't happen that much in the corporate space, does it? So in the online space, though, we have this gift of it is the ultimate place to be self-led. We want to be self-led. We want to be the, I don't like this word, but I can't think of a better one, the masters of, the queens of our schedule and our time. And yet, if we're not careful, we can fall into a dynamic of being led by somebody else rather than being self-led. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't leaders, there aren't thought leaders, there aren't people paving the way, but we shouldn't be feeling like they are pulling us along. We are leading ourselves, you know, and deciding if we follow in their path or not. Does that make sense? So being self-led is something that I really notice. The clients of mine who have had the most easeful results, the quickest results, who are living the most sort of aligned lives are the ones who are the most self-led. It just, I just see it again and again because it is required in order to be an entrepreneur, in order to be a business owner, we just have to be self-led. And that's why that mothering dynamic that exists in this space is so unhelpful because it's undermining your ability to be self-led, which is just such a critical <laughs> skill and quality as a business owner. It's you leading your business and your life, right? Don't forget that. <laughs> Stay in that position, be self-led, take ultimate responsibility. 
I think I did this in a live, I can't remember, I've, I've talked about this in a couple of places and I can't remember exactly where. No, I did this in a live stream inside of the Elevated Abundance Mastermind. I believe I touched on it in a live stream in Instagram. I've done quite a few live streams lately. But this leads me to this concept of feminine sovereignty, which I like more now as just as a phrase for the same thing essentially as radical responsibility, but it's more of a feminine energetic approach, which as you know, that's my style. That's what I like for us to lean into because often... life feels much easier when we do or when we have more of a balance between feminine and masculine. This idea of sovereignty is is reminding yourself of your own power and having sovereignty over your life, your business, your choices, your strategy, how you show up, when you show up, all of it, and even how you show up for any coaching dynamic. You get to decide that. That's you. And when you are reminded of that power and you feel firmly rooted in that power, my goodness, my love, you are so magnetic and and so capable and so able to achieve and receive the things that you desire. And so that's why this is such an important conversation. Because if you are engaging with people in paid and free ways that are accidentally sort of welcoming you into this dynamic that causes you to forget your power, to give away your power, then you are energetically, you know, reduced and you have all of that energy inside of you. And I really want you to feel your power. That's like my biggest desire for you, <laughs> right? Is that you feel empowered, that you understand and exercise your feminine sovereignty, that you are self-led and that you are leading yourself towards success. And that doesn't mean alone. That doesn't mean unsupported. But support looks entirely different when it isn't in that mothering and child dynamic when it is in a mentoring a genuine mentorship and mentee is that the (laughs) is that the other one dynamic is an entirely different experience because each is in their equal power each is in their equal power and you know if you are the person engaging the support of a mentor you are saying okay I acknowledge and enjoy the fact that you have this experience that I would like to benefit from, that you are embodying this way of doing something that I would like to calibrate to. But it's not by saying like, I'm missing something or I'm lesser than, or I'm not good enough, or I don't know how to ultimately direct myself and I need my hand to be held. No. It's saying, I recognize this, but I am of equal worth and value and equal stature, status, whatever you want to put on it, energetic footing, and I meet you in this, and I enjoy receiving your support of this. Very different from, help me, hold my hand, (laughs) drag me across the road to success, right? And of course, none of us are consciously (laughs) requesting that. And that's why this is such a sneaky thing because we need to be really aware of it so that we can just look at uh, where am I accidentally slipping into this dynamic. And I will just hold my hands up, absolutely, and count myself in on this. Like not only did I in the past accidentally slip into some mothering in my coaching, I will fully admit and allow that. Equally, earlier on before I became more aware of, you know, the types of energetic qualities and the the power that I have within and how I can actually show up and get more out of a coaching relationship I absolutely was looking to my coach 
in that sort of mothering capacity. And that wasn't helpful, (laughs) right? So another example would be sugarcoating messages. And I've definitely done this in the past. And that's why you don't see me doing it anymore. And that's why I'm here just saying like, I'm not your mother. (laughs) You don't want me to be, and I'm not going to do it. I will mentor you. I will mentor you so well. I will coach you. I will coach you so well. And I'm not going to mother you (laughs) because that takes away your power or that gives you the opportunity to try to give me your power. And I don't want it. And you really don't want to give it to me. So yeah, sugarcoating is is another thing if people are pussyfooting around a message or making you feel, oh, this is a tricky one, making you feel like you have permission to wallow in the things that aren't serving you. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that we should be denying ourselves any kind of human experience or emotional response to things. Absolutely not saying that at all. We need to be recognizing, allowing, and acknowledging our feelings, our emotions. That is part of the work of working in the feminine energy. Absolutely. And I'm not saying that we should be told that we are wrong for struggling, for example, or for being stuck or whatever. So really don't misunderstand me on this. But at the same time, I'm not going to normalize struggle in an ongoing way, just as an example here. I'm not going to just say, well, this is just how things are for us. Guess balance just doesn't exist. Like these are some of the ways in which it's kind of like terrible in our online space that we can have things that aren't feeling good for us too normalized. And we want to feel like we're not alone, but we also need to know that there is another way. And that's the thing that gets missed sometimes. So I'm not going to sugarcoat things because I don't want to let you off the hook and then the consequence be that you don't believe that something else is possible and available to you. That's really the kind of crux of it here. Is that making sense? So ultimately what this comes down to is just an awareness of are you accidentally giving your power away to some guru, some person with the codes, some mother-like figure in the online space accidentally, subconsciously, or even maybe partly willingly. You're like, oh shit, I was actually doing that and expecting that's what they were there for. It's easily done if we haven't been having this conversation, but we've been having this conversation now so we can all be more aware and more mindful and more intentional ultimately in the same way that we want to be intentional about the money that we spend and spend it in align with our values and intentional with the time that we have and spend the time that we have in alignment with our values and our priorities. Similarly, our attention, the things that we invest in, whether that is financially or just investing time scrolling through someone's Instagram feed is still an investment. Whether you are pouring into something or having something pour into you, Be really aware of the dynamic. How does that dynamic make you feel? And if that dynamic doesn't make you feel empowered, look within, am I giving my power away? Don't necessarily blame the other person. Maybe they are showing up doing some shady shit, like that can be a thing, (laughs) right? But ultimately, back to self-sovereignty, feminine sovereignty, and being self-led, we can reflect on, oh, am I accidentally giving my power away here? Do I need to take it back? Do I need to remind myself that I have the ultimate answer? So I might need to seek some guidance and answers to this thing over here, but I have within me the power, within me the intuition, within me the guidance, within me the creativity. You have it, my love. You have it in spades. And I really want to remind you of that. So 
I hope this has been an interesting conversation. I thought, hopefully, <laughs> this title, I'm Not Your Mother, <laughs> would be intriguing. It reminded me a little bit of who's been here long enough to remember an episode from back in the day that I did, which was It's Not His Business. That was a good one. If you haven't listened to that one, maybe go back and listen. Um, it'll be in the archives. You can head over to my website or you can just google limitless mother podcast and look for it's not his business a similar kind of kind of in terms of just getting a bit spicy with the title there but calling out something that i see happening all right my loves so go forth now in total empowerment you have all the power within you because you're limitless right remember that's why we're here <laughs> and if you're ready for some straight up amazing mentoring not mothering hit me up (laughs) send me a dm on instagram if you want me to be your mentor not your mother i'm very much here for it (laughs) until next time don't forget you are limitless bye for now so my love you know what they say sharing is caring if you loved today's episode then help a mother out I would be so grateful if you would take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player right now and post it to your Insta stories, tagging me at Corrie Javid and help me get the word out that we get to be successful because we're mothers, not in spite of it. Let's save as many other mothers in biz as we can from this old paradigm of hustle, effort and sacrifice. And let's spread the word on energy over effort, shall we? Thanks, love.